0: This is Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks, where a spirit board
1: conversation sparked our spiritual evolution. I'm Shale. And I'm Cheyenne. And each week we explore a world where there is much more than meets the eye. So pour yourself a drink and join us as we cheers to a witch in good time.
0: Hello, our little OBMM fam, and welcome back to this very special keynote episode the number 23 if you recall back from our very first episode is a very significant number to us um one that you could say has followed us around (laughs) um but we are commemorating this this event this date um this number with a very very special guest tonight i am thrilled to introduce jeremy from when walls can talk And uh, we are going to have some very special content for you tonight, and Jeremy, it is an honor to have you here.
2: It is a joy and a privilege to be here in a way that probably listening to this podcast would be hard to really understand the synchronicities Mm. that have led to this moment, yes, Um, we're kind of beside ourselves, so don't mind us. We're really excited (laughs) to be here
0: tonight.
1: (laughs) We're very giddy. Um, So Jeremy is a tarot reader and a psychic medium, Mm -hmm. and we initially met at Baby's First Seance, episode two. Mm Mm-hmm. Coming full circle. Yes. So we reached out on the internet and forced friendship the way we do, and... It is fabulous, and we are so excited. So let's talk about what we're drinking Please. before we get too far into this. And we're
0: all drinking the same thing tonight.
1: Because we're in person. Friends, this is going to be a little bit different of an episode. It's going to be a little bit longer. The style is going to be a little more interesting because we are having a rose seance tonight. Yay. Cheers! Cheers! That wasn't as clinky as I was hoping it would be, but that's okay. We can edit one in. Yeah, <laughs> we have done that. <laughs> we have a sweet cupcake rose tonight because I wanted to make that pun, and that's really the only reason.
2: It paid off, in my opinion. It's a fantastic. <laughs> it pun. really is. When I was shocked that I had never thought of that, but you win. You
1: can use it now. You this w- can I'm be going the to. official beverage of spirit workings with Jeremy.
2: I'm okay <gasps> with that.
1: We
0: have been talking for a really long time about what to call our OBMM family. Whatever, there's something that have to do with like the Roseance crew or something like that. That's cute. Yeah. Well, oh
1: I my mean, god, we're we here in, like, for the first
2: of the right? Oh my god, I'm so honored. We are
1: growing tonight, friends. <laughs> we are growing. Um, so let's talk about what's going to happen. Let's do it. We are on the precipice of an adventure we have not yet started we want this to be very in the moment and authentic to how we're feeling so you feel like you're right here with us we are in jeremy's living room it is cozy and witchy and decorated so beautifully you guys the vibes in here i just i
0: can't even express to you how great they are
2: (laughs) thank you so much that means the world to me because i've always wanted it's been very important to me that my home always be my sanctuary it be my cocoon For anybody out there, baby witches, experienced witches, who experience extreme empathic energy off of other people, perhaps you are a medium of some kind or a sensitive of some kind, Mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of you can relate to the deep need like in your soul for your home to be a place where you can completely be... You can completely shed all of that energy, all of that that you carry from other people. And that's something that's been really important to me is to create a little sanctuary for myself that I feel safe and cozy and warm. Um, So it means the world that that you feel comfortable and welcomed here too.
1: Yes. Yes, I think that's a great reminder. Yeah. Absolutely. To make your home your safe place. So that actually leads me to a question because we are going very shortly to go into ritual together and to... Open, sacred space. And you're all coming with us. And you're all going to be there, which is fabulous. Um, But how does that feel in your own home as well? Like, what is that kind of... That's such a good question. I mean, we're not doing a... Like, this is a don't try this at home disclaimer as well. Right. Um, You know, we have all... We've spent our entire day together connecting and learning about each other and kind of deepening that friendship there's a um, lot of vulnerability expressed yeah. today, A lot of sure. vulnerability off-camera, off-recording, yeah. a lot of just relationship building. And while this is going to be hopefully very fun and engaging for you to hear about and listen, um, I do want to always have that caveat of we are working with... A professional. Yes.
0: Right.
2: No, I think that's really important. And... It's a really good place to kind of talk for just a second here about um, expectations going Mm -hmm. into seance. So it's really important whenever you're doing anything, any kind of spiritual work, to really know what your expectations are, to kind of take a moment to check in with yourself and what you're going into this experience looking for, and make sure that that feels like the correct... I don't want to say correct. That's such an overused word. Just take that time to really get to know why you're doing this and what you're hoping for. It's important to remember when you go into sans as well to remain open. Remain open-ended to anybody who can and wants to come through should be welcomed to do so as long as you've, of course, done your precautions and, and set some sacred space and kind of stated what you're available to. I think it's really important to mention here as well that it's not recommended to go into seance in the hopes of touching into someone who might be a little bit more recently deceased. I think that's an important thing to note. Of course it can happen. Anything can happen, but sometimes they are in the middle of a really important process of crossing over. Mm -hmm. Time and space is weird. It really is. Right. It's not linear. Exactly. It could be happening in a flash. It could be happening over. You never know. But it's important to let them go through the process and the journey that they're on without calling them back, maybe unnecessarily. I think that's one of the few rules that, I I don't even want to say rules, but important tips is perhaps avoid calling upon someone who's passed more recently. I think that's one. Another one that's really helpful for people to remember is that the individuals who might step forward in your seance might not speak English. They might not speak your language, which is a fascinating discovery uh, to go through a seance and have this funny feeling of an un- inability to communicate while you still feel presences and remain open to that. Perhaps they don't communicate in the way that you do. Maybe look for images and symbols and that kind of thing. And
0: so that's the- interesting to think about if you're working like with ancestors. Yeah. Because all of our ancestors probably didn't speak English. Yeah.
2: No, and it's it's... And you never know who or when or why or who's wanting to come forward. And uh, just managing expectations. Also, fun or important note here is seance is also not what you see on television.
0: Right. I was hoping you would touch on that because yeah. I don't think anyone that's listening to this podcast now, just from the family that we've kind of built and the community that this is a part of, would necessarily go out and look for this as like a thrill sure. or for entertainment. Yeah. Right. But I, I think it's great if you touch on that. Too. Yeah.
2: I don't particularly anticipate things flying off my wall this evening. I don't particularly anticipate... Well, oh, here's a really great example. We might potentially... We have the, the possibility of working with a talking board or spirit board this evening. It's available here to us if we so choose. I don't expect the planchette to go flying across the board. It's, it's just... It, the reality of the experience is that we are tapping into energies around us to help us translate something that's just beyond the veil. I feel I, I am I kind of getting yes. at this, do you think?
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
2: Where it's it's not necessarily like we're expecting a full body apparition to show up. It could happen. We would, we're not I, saying no. We're not saying no, but <laughs> I will
0: only slightly shit my pants. Right, exactly. <laughs> I just I think
2: a lot of what you experience within a seance is very internal,
0: mm-hmm.
2: very subtle, and it's important to really take the time to A Connect your energies with the people that you're working with if you're in a group and be really quiet yourself and really listen to the little words that come into your mind, the little stirrings that come into your heart. Another one that some people do that nobody talks about is the fact that our muscles are themselves an oracle and they don't have the ability to communicate with us. So sometimes just sitting still, I think it's something that people will find in meditation a lot, where just listening to what your body has to say sometimes it can pick up on something and you can almost use it like its own little pendulum, its own little, um, Mm. I know some people who have this practice of, um, falling forward for yes and falling backwards for no. And they get used to what that feels like in your muscles and you might not actively be doing that motion, but your body can answer those questions in a way that can bypass your brain. I'm just throwing out a lot of different things here. Seance is fluid it's ever changing. I don't think I've ever assisted with a séance the same way twice, and it's important to let it be that way. Let it be fluid. Just know what you're searching for.
1: Yeah,
0: that's so interesting. I've never thought of your body acting as a pendulum, but that makes sense. Like yeah. especially somebody like practices yoga, and you always hear that like, where is tension in your body? Yeah that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's the, I find it to be the exact same way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So before we talk about expectation, let's go ahead and do a tarot card poll Yes. For our lovely listeners. I'm so honored. And who's to get drawing to do the this. tarot today? Yes. So I am relinquishing my tarot queen. I give myself that title very recently, <laughs> Um Duties to our lovely guests. And yeah, we'll just we'll see what we have. in his ASMRs. So right. Good. I'm
2: excited. I have um, today. I'm working with tarot for the holy spectrum which is a tarot deck that was created by Chase Voorhees. Chase, along with his wife Lindsay, are the real birthplace of soul tarot, which is a new re-examination of the tarot that really birthed out of a place of dealing with trauma and dealing with some really difficult things in life that some of the original, more traditional tarot interpretations don't quite touch. They don't quite touch some of those places that some people might need. I find that sometimes tarot can force some ideas upon the cards that might not exist within them. Mm -hmm. And I know that that's a a little bit of a bold statement. And I don't mean to trigger anybody who has a really rich tradition in some of the more traditional Smith Rider weight definitions or meanings or embodiments of the cards. What I love about Soul Tarot is it kind of takes all of that away and re-examines what the energy of the card is at its core in a slightly different way. I'll give you an example. Uh, A card that has long had a meaning of person in power Specifically, a man in power would be like the Emperor card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay really helped me to look at that in a much different way. She challenged me and said, What if the Emperor was never, and never had anything to do with power, and never had anything to do with control? Like, it's a very colonialist, potentially capitalist kind of infrastructure that's been laid upon it. What if the Emperor was a mountain? What if the emperor was the great expanse of the sky? Mm. What if it was old growth trees? What if it was the expanse of a mighty eagle? It's large and it takes up sacred space that's been given to it without cowering or fearing for being for stepping forward. The mountain never cowers when asked to be a mountain. And that's what emperor is. It's mm. being this perhaps this is our card i don't know but we'll continue a one. but it's it's interesting that, that that card stepped forward in my mind but that's a slightly different way of examining it the mountain doesn't crowd anybody out but it still takes up the space that's been given to it mm. it's a really great way to look at your life what space has been given to you to fill out and to own and to to be proud of but you're still not pushing anybody out you're not yeah. how magical would the energy of the village be if every person stepped forward in their emperor nature. If everybody stepped forward with their place of learned experience, what a powerful village energy that would be. And that's kind of a new way that I've started playing with what does it mean to be in an emperor? It's not male, it's not powerful, it is owning our sacred space that's been handed to us. That
0: is incredibly beautiful.
2: But I, want, I still will pull a card. I'll pull a card because <laughs> that was not the one. I'm but die if it's I will play. die if it's the one. So let's just take a second here. We've been having a wonderful time. We went for a little walk, we've gotten some energy out. Let's just take a very quick second just to breathe and enjoy the space that we're in. Enjoy each other's company. If you're listening along with us, just take a moment to check in with yourself. Maybe a really quick scan through your body. Where am I holding tension that I don't need to be? For me, it's often in my shoulders, in my neck, behind my ears, my eyelids, my temples. It's those little places that tension hides Mm. and you don't even notice it's there. And we will ask for whatever is in our highest and best as a collective unit to step forward today. I think it's this one. Three of Wands. It
0: looked like the emperor at first. It time. really <laughs> did. Oh my gosh.
2: What I like to look at um, when I experience a three of Wands moment, I like to think of two of Wands is an individual about to embark on this incredible journey who is taking that moment before they begin to, to plan and analyze and what do they want and what are they on what we're doing now? Like what, what are we hoping for out of this experience I think Three of Wands is the other side of that story. This individual has returned from their journey. They've returned from this exploration, and they have this beautiful moment of being a master at something in their life. They've achieved something, they've completed something, and yet they're also so excited for the new thing. There's something new, there's something... You get to be both. You can hold both experiences of being a master at something and also being a child again at another. I like to imagine um, there's some individuals in my life who I know have like PhDs and all like they've done all this research and the study. And then randomly the universe will tell them it's time to learn the piano or something. And you have that moment sitting down at the piano. I've achieved all of these things. I've learned all of this stuff. I have all of this in my body. And yet I'm also, I'm a child. I don't know yeah. anything about this new thing. And it's just a, such a powerful, it doesn't have to be one or the other. You get to experience both. So it's the other side of this incredible journey that our individual, our our, our fool, I like to think of the tarot as the fool's journey. Our fool has gotten to go through this incredible moment and gets to re-examine and start again. I think that's our card for today.
1: I really, I like that. It almost does feel like a full circle card, both with this episode. Um, Shale and I are at very different points in both our life and our friendship. And our spirituality at this stage in the game, our second, I mean, we can't really consider our first Ouija board experience a seance, but <laughs> it feels very full circle. Like we, st- that was a fool moment. Yeah. We were sitting we in being a- We were literal fools. <laughs> we were sitting in a literal makeshift hut. Outside. In a part like after we randomly decided, hey, let's go find a weekend. After we word. borrowed somebody else's talking board <laughs> and we just did it. And there were probably consequ there were consequences, <laughs> certainly. Thankfully fairly benign. Fairly benign ones, I think fairly gentle. Um, but we've come to this moment of of embodiment ourselves too in in just how we take up space in this world. And how we take up space here on this podcast as well. And I think, yeah, I think that's a beautiful kind of culmination. Yeah. Especially when this episode actually airs. Um, Just how many... I say this all the time and I thought this even recently with an an episode I was just working on editing where I feel like I'm a different person Mm -hmm. every single week. Like we're evolving so quickly and rapidly and we're learning so much and I'm just very grateful for this experience with all of you as well well and I'm kind of reflecting on the concept of three
0: yeah yeah I didn't even think about that it's so true there's the three of us and we were just talking on our walk because unbeknownst to you all this is our first time meeting like in person all three of us and well no no I take that back you guys met at the seance but it's my but first time. But not very Yeah, no, no. I, we, weren't,
2: we weren't, like, ex- actually introduced I, or chatted or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. We
0: were just talking on our walk how even though we've, like, interacted a little bit online yeah. and all of that, um, us hanging out tonight felt so natural. Yeah. Like, it feels like we've known you forever already. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And the fact that we were able to open up and be so vulnerable right away yeah. and, and build together, I think that's also part of that. No, like, I feel like there has to be, like, an... an intuitive knowing of who you can do that with and yeah. that kind of reminds me of that returning yeah you know who your people are
2: and right? i always think that like a coming together of various aspects of self or group are always important in threes in general yeah. like three of cups often has a a tradition of like the ritual card of like the coming together of mm-hmm. various people and clinking your glasses together and the magic that's created in that moment um and i think three of wands also has this really cool um body mind spirit come together, which is going to be important for us tonight um, as a, as a group opening this space together as we really are going to be kind of aligning our bodies, minds, and spirits for that period of time.
1: So let's very quickly talk about expectations and kind of structure. I'm not going to promise to any of you that you will hear our full ritual because I think that's unrealistic, and it would be very long. <laughs> yeah, I, I think don't that's fair. Silence or yeah. um, questions. <laughs> right, so there will be you know little bits that we choose to share, and we will come back on the other side of this glass clinking and unpack together. Yeah, once we've closed sacred space as well. Um, but yeah, so this shale is your first seance experience, but this feels like a first experience for me as well. At the seance where Jeremy and I met, we well, we didn't meet. I like eyeballed you across the room and was like, "That guy knows some shit." Um, <laughs> friend, <laughs> you know, friend. Like, I'm gonna find you on Instagram <laughs> yep. later. Oh, uh, um, thank God for internet stalking. I know. <laughs> well, in journalism schools, made me really bad. I, yeah. I can find I can find anybody. Give me a first name, and I will find them. She in, has like a full background like, check down. Ten them. seconds flat. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I mean, this feels like kind of a first in a way for all of us. And I'm just curious, Shale too, like what, yeah, what's our vibe going into this? I feel very, now that we've actually sat down, I've had a lot of excitement leading up to this, a lot of jitters, but in a good way. And now I'm just feeling very comfortable. Yeah. Yes. It's it's really great that you say that because I've been reflecting
0: a lot on that teenage experience we had. <laughs> Working with a Ouija board and how different this feels. Like like you said, we are so much more grounded in our spirituality now and how we perceive things. Because back then it was like what I was talking about earlier. We were there to get a thrill.
1: We were right. there to get spooked, you know. Which is common. Right. Yeah. We common. lived in a tiny town in Idaho. There was... I mean, we had to make our own fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we I, did. Of course, <laughs>
0: go on the very extreme end <laughs> of that spectrum. Um, but yeah... I, I, I think what'll be really unique about tonight is that spiritual connection and really understanding that there's a sense of healing here too in addition yeah. to wanting to explore what else is out there. But yeah, that it's not to say that I don't feel like a slight ounce of like nervous energy just because I've never done this before. Sure. I don't think it's so much of oh my God, I'm terrified I'm going to see like a demon come through the board right. or something No, like no that. of course, of course. <laughs> We're not inviting them. It's more, it's almost like that nervousness you get before you meet somebody new. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and not knowing what those expectations are or how to act or any of that. And so, um, that being said, I mean, I love ghosty stuff and I will still shit my pants if there is an apparition that I fully formed. <laughs> will I be excited by it? Yes. <laughs> right.
2: I think one thing that I, w- I was, that was in the back of my mind earlier that I feel like it's just like tapping at me to say... And we haven't even opened Sacred Space yet, but I'm already starting to get things a little bit. The first thing that came to me is whether or not this is just something that came from my heart to say or whether this was planted, I don't know. While there may have been, I don't want to say negative repercussions, because that's not what you guys were saying about your your, your OG, the first <laughs> Ouija board experience.
1: Yeah. I would say there are more...
2: Lessons that you learned. Yeah, yes. and
1: maybe ones that we didn't quite understand. Yeah.
2: I think it's important to say, though, that while that experience, maybe we didn't go into it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was amazing. That was a
1: hiccup. That's I what happens when you drink
0: wine. Really? Yeah, I always get one a day. Normally, it's like this. <laughs> thing, but that one was like fairly mild. That's
2: me, though. <laughs> while your first Ouija board experience, I don't want to say right and wrong, because there's not rights and wrongs. Maybe we went into it not with the right expectations and hopes. Right. But it still brought us to now. Yes. Yes. And yes, yeah, and I think that's important. Yeah, because I think that that experience was part of what made the importance of this moment have the weight that it does. Hmm.
1: Absolutely, and this podcast probably would not exist. It I mean, literally, it's literally, would your not. intro is yeah. that that
2: was the first experience. But I think that's important: is that like while while that was a moment, it is this is a very important full circle moment. And I also don't want to like hype it up into like, right. We could have <laughs> like full disclosure: this is a séance. I am a medium, I do sans, I, I assist in leading people in sans. Sometimes nothing happens. Yeah. And it like that's this isn't a paranormal show on television. Something <laughs> always happens. We
1: have no plans. Did you guys hear that clinking? I did. <laughs> Sometimes nothing happens. And Cling. spirits like LOL motherfucker. I'll be really
0: curious if that was picked up, but it literally sounded like chimes behind I did.
1: us. Like
2: so a fun fact. I used to have Faye in this apartment for a while.
1: <gasps> That's a different podcast a different episode. Podcast.
2: We used to have Faye in here a lot and we had, we'd leave stuff. I used to have a bell that we'd hang in that window that would ring. I all.
0: have a feeling you'll be reoccurring. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I am okay so I'm like with that. an unofficial that. third host at this point. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just, I think it's important to also, I feel like there are people listening out there who have had experiences attempting to reach out and contact things on the other side Perhaps not in the like textbook. Again, I don't want to say right and wrong because I I think that's too black and white. But maybe not in the way that would be recommended by professionals. We'll sure. say that. Fair. But I also think it's important to note that those moments still did happen, and yeah. they were still important, in, and and they may still lead to something that is important. I'm 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 struggling to put this into words, but I think you I think you know what I'm getting. Yeah, at. yeah like, absolutely. It's still. It was an important experience and it brought us to this moment, even if we're doing this seance perhaps a little bit more to tradition than our our listeners at home who might have just pulled out a Ouija board at one point or a spirit board or talking board to attempt to contact something. Just putting that out to to think about.
1: Yeah. Um, Any parting words or thoughts before we... Do Go we team. want to
2: talk at all about how we met at all? Or do you want to I was gonna,
0: Yeah. I yeah. think it'd be good to dive into you just a little bit briefly okay. on like.
2: Why I'm here and who I am and.
0: That and a little bit about like your experience as a medium. Yeah. Maybe like the fact that you've known since you were a child and. Yeah. Or at least maybe not know that you're a medium, but have seen things since you were a child. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. Do Um, any of you
2: want to ask me a question that I can kind of respond to you? (laughs) So so you have something to lead off of with editing and stuff?
0: So, um, also, before we just kind of jump into ritual, um, I'd like our guest to get to know you a little bit better. So, um, we've already kind of established that you're a medium. Yeah. Um, Is this something you've experienced from childhood? How long have you known? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your experience.
2: Absolutely. So, it's funny because looking back at it now from where I am at this point in my life, I see what actually occurred in a way that I could never have known at the time. Mm-hmm. Looking back at it now, I am very aware of the fact from three or four or may, or five years old, somewhere in kind of before my conscious memory, I was aware of the fact that if I wanted to see something, I would. And part of this comes from growing up on Cape Cod in Massachusetts, where... Everything is very old. Yeah, there's tons it's, of it's, history. It's a lot of history. And a lot of the buildings where I, the the town that I grew up in was called Orleans and it was pretty famous in the War of 1812 as um, like a major, uh, an area of, of major battles. And um, a lot of the buildings that I grew up in, the at least a chunk of the foundation would generally be poured in like the 1770s. Yeah. Well, it's, like, some of them were. Very old. Some of them were literally stacked rocks with cement and grout or whatever. Um, and of course, those houses would change over time or have additions, or whatever. But I always knew that the core of the house had been there long before any of us were. And I have this distinct memory as a kid of going to sleep at night being very afraid of the dark and laying there with my comforter up over my eyes, repeating what I didn't know then would be a mantra of don't let me see you, don't let me see you, don't let me see you in my brain until I would fall asleep. And this was a nightly occurrence. And what I didn't know at the time was that I was speaking from fear of the fact that I knew if I wanted to open my eyes and see what was out there, I could. Little did I know that that mantra was in effect closing down my abilities at that moment in time. And of course everything happens for a reason and in its time. So it probably would have been far too much for me to have to go through that alongside some of the other things that I experienced as a child. um, Which have really also shaped me into someone who's very conscious and earnest to help others with trauma that you carry in your body. And I always like to teach and to read Tarot, coming from a place of gentleness and the desire to do no harm to my clients. I don't desire to trigger anybody by using verbiage that's gendered or potentially violent. Or if I do, I try to catch myself and apologize and reword myself. So if you ever catch me like changing my verbiage, it's because I'm trying to be aware of how our words. Um, our words are magic. Our words carry energy and the ability to heal or to harm. And it's not that black and white, but they have that power. So I try to make sure that my words are always coming from a place of a desire to heal and to help. And I just, I wouldn't have been able to go through the trauma that I was experiencing with also the trauma of discovering my abilities. I also was raised around a lot of Catholic tradition. Um, and so a lot of that kind of blended together into my Christianity or spirituality or, or whatever. Um, I always had this really strong affinity for the Virgin Mary as a kid. And I still kind of do, but I just don't think it's the same way as the white veil and everything. But I always had a strong affinity to the Virgin Mary. And so that always kind of like blended together as what's my Christianity, what's my spirituality, what's my mediumship. And recently when I moved to Colorado, I moved out here in December of 2017 and I had a little bit of a, in the best possible way, it all caught up with me out here on this land. And I would be remiss if I didn't say that I think a big portion of that is the power of the indigenous magic that still lives here in these mountains and in this ground and in this Mm -hmm. earth and in this water. Um, As a medium, some of the most powerful experiences I'll ever have would be hiking in the mountains and coming across an entity that's 10 feet tall that I know has been here for centuries and having that, reverent moment of getting to see this thing with my own eyes and having it look back at you and then move on.
0: Hmm. Can you describe that more? Like I what, can. what is it that you're seeing? I can.
2: Um and I apologize if this is at all frightening for anybody because I will absolutely admit if you're not prepared to see something like this, it can be quite terrifying. I would describe it as, for anybody who's familiar with Norse magic, it has a very similar resemblance to a wendigo. A wendigo. Um, Very tall, antlered. I, I could never tell you whether it was an animal or a humanoid form or anything like that. What I know is that it was placed here by people long before us as a watcher and a protector. And I think that people who see things like this will see entities of very different shapes and sizes because they were created, they are created by people as individual as you and me. And all of our magic is different, but it comes from, it comes from the earth. It always has, I'm a Capricorn. For those of you who are not like thrown off by past life, I, I do believe that all of my past lives have been on earth and my calling has always been to assist the entities on earth. It's also why I know that I see things that are a lot darker than many other mediums. It's also why a lot of different people will come to work with me um, than All the Love and Light, which is lovely, beautiful, and powerful, but I know that my calling has been to the older, the older magic. And it's an honor and a privilege to feel that calling because it's something I know so little about and have an incredible journey to go on on my own of what that means and what that looks like. But... All that to say, when I arrived in Denver and I made my way out to the mountains and I began to see the fae in the mountains and begin to see what I hope I'm not misidentifying as indigenous placed magic here to protect the ground, here to protect this earth, it really woke me up in a very big way. And I went from really not being particularly spiritual to fully embracing my identity as a witch and medium and tarot reader. And I was lucky enough to run into Lindsay Mack from Portland, Oregon, when I did, to help me learn how to use what I have in a way that I never expected or never hoped for. And it's changing and it's growing and it'll continue to grow. But I have to say that our experience when we met at the seance that we were at together was probably one of the bigger moments for me as a medium of really validating my gift. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for that moment. I'll never forget it. And I'm so grateful that we have this moment together to kind of close that loop and kind of, I just never thought I would have the, the opportunity to revisit that experience. And I'm just very grateful that the universe made that happen yeah yeah that's me that's where i come from me too it's very my tradition in my witchcraft i feel like it it doesn't fall into a particular label a lot of people ask me like what are you what what kind of i do what the earth tells me to do
0: yeah we can relate to that for sure (laughs) and i feel the
2: same way going into our seance tonight is i have things that i like to do to set space to protect us Mm -hmm. to call in the people that we want to touch in with but apart from that i do what i'm to do I do what I feel I do what I so I don't know what tools we'll use I don't know and that's the best part I think going into it with like expectations of this is what we're gonna do and this is gonna happen is when you force yourself out of the other side of the veil when you need to be leaning in to the other side of the veil mm-hmm.
0: yeah and I'm glad you say that because Cheyenne and I were talking about that earlier of kind of our own personal expectations of tonight and we were talking about um, that we thought it'd be cool to maybe try to reach out to the person who first came through for our experience. But that at the same time that we, if she comes through, great. Yeah. But if not, yeah, we feel like we're in a space where whoever's going to come through is coming through for a reason. Yeah. And um, while, of course, we are going to protect ourselves right. and avoid anything dark coming through, we are open to ancestors or guides or whoever is coming through that wants to... Help us along this journey.
2: We're not going to... I think it's... We're not going to manu- manufacture a moment... Yeah. For for the sake of...
1: Right. Content. For,
2: and for the sake of, of drama and the sake of... Yeah. Um, and I love that we have that kind of together because I think that's... A lot of people will go in just like ready for the jump scare in right. a seance. Right. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's like the most... It's like literally sometimes seances are like hugs. Mm-hmm. They're like the most warm, mm. sacred... And you might not pick up anything except the feeling of being, of being protected and warm and safe. And sometimes it is a little bit of like voices and you, like, you never know. But yeah. I think it's important. I, I would love for you guys to have that moment. And I, I, I hope it does. But of course we're not going to manufacture that moment if it doesn't either.
1: Yeah. Well, I
0: think... You guys heard that too, I right? did. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're hearing yes. clinking and like door moving... So, if anyone's hearing that on the podcast,
1: let us know. Give us...
2: <laughs> let us know.
1: I feel like, yeah. I mean, this... And because of that, I, I do feel like we're ready. I do too. And we're in that space and it's... Things are... It's happening. It's and It's kind of happening. And, um, yeah. And we will see you on the other side. And will be different people then too. Yeah.
0: And thank you all for being part of this journey with us. Yes.
1: Thank and thank you for supporting all of this too. This podcast has been a complete dream in ways that I don't think we imagined and I think it's going to continue to evolve. Yeah. Um in that way too and quite frankly and at its simplest core, my favorite part of this podcast has been the community and the connections that we've made both with you our listeners and with our guests Mm -hmm. um so yeah thank you for allowing us this space and for giving us this opportunity to really step into our own power as well and yeah and kind of just let everyone's gifts shine as they were meant to so cheers witches we'll see you in a bit
0: should we clink again
1: (laughs) mine's empty
2: Let's begin with, I'm gonna guide you through meditation. This might be a minute. We might do this, I don't know how much of my normal, I don't know how much of my normal I'm gonna be asked to do. Um, I want you to stay comfortable, stay breathing. Let's take a few good minutes here. To really breathe. To really visit our body. Inhale, in through the nose. And out through the mouth. You to take a moment to imagine growing from the base of your spine, thick willow tree roots sprouting and finding their way through the floor, through the apartments below us, through the cement beneath us to the earth. And I want you to visualize those roots climbing their way through the dirt and the rock through the core of the earth. I want you to visualize those roots climbing, crawling, pulling their way through the ground until they latch onto that deep earth. I want you to imagine your roots deep, at least two to three miles beneath the surface, far away from our surface anxieties, our pandemic stress, our injustices, our unfairness, our reptilian energy, far away from money, far away from fame, far away from success, deep into the earth. I want you to imagine those roots wrapping themselves around the bedrock and latching on. Once you feel that connection, I want you to imagine giving those roots a sharp energetic pull. And feel the instant gravitational pull on you that occurs as a result of that yank. Sinking, falling, releasing, relaxing. And I want you to allow that gravitational pull to remove and transmute from your being, from your aura, from your energetic body, anything that is no longer yours. I want you to release. And you don't know, you don't need to know exactly what it is that you are releasing. All I need is to set your intention to release. Allow those roots to pull and remove that is no longer yours. I want you to envision releasing anything that is latched onto you from other people. I want you to invite it to return from whence it came. It was ours to carry for a time and that time has ended. Now I want you to take a moment and scan through your body starting with your feet, starting from your toes, your ankles, your shins and your calves, your knees. Ask it, check in with it. Reverse with it. Up through your hips and your hip flexors. Release the base of your spine, your belly, your diaphragm, your heart space, the muscles between your ribs, your shoulders. of your neck. Eyes, jaw, crown of your head, and set your attention to release. We're going to take a series of really deep breaths together, and I want you to envision with each breath. That the breath is coming up through the base of your spine and aligning and lighting your chakras one at a time. Don't be afraid to sound silly or stupid. We're going to take a nice, really deep breath in through our root and let that go. And we're going to take another one that comes in through the root into the solar plexus. Each breath, imagine those chakras alighting. Another one. into through the root, into through the solar plexus, up towards the heart, and release. And again. Root, solar plexus, heart, up towards your throat chakra, and release. This one will be coming up through our head, towards that third eye. Up to the crown and release and this next one is going to come all the way through the roof of our head up into the sky and one more and as we exhale imagine it splitting over the top of you looping under the earth and coming back up through the root again Bring your breath back to normal and feel that vibrating column of your aligned and alighted chakras. Now, I want you to feel out the edge of your energetic body along your skin, along feet up your legs feel where the edges of that body live within you find it feel it and I want you to imagine gathering all that that is into one bright bright marble sized light gather that focus it and I want you to imagine that ball of light resting in the middle of your head, right behind your third eye. Place the energetic body behind that third eye chakra. It's intense, it's bright, it's warm, it's, it's searching. And while we are here, in this sacred, grounded, aligned space, I call forward all that is in our highest and best. I call forward our ascended masters, our well ancestors, our higher selves, our animal ancestors, Anything that has messages for our highest and best, and our highest and best only. No beings that do not come from the light and return to the light are permitted to enter this sacred space. Continue to breathe, and I am going to cast our circle. Hail, guardians of the watchtowers of the East, powers of air. We invoke you and call you. Golden Eagle of the Dawn, star seeker, whirlwind, rising sun, come. By the air that is her breath, send forth your light. Be here with us now. Hail guardians of the watchtowers of the south, powers of fire, we invoke you and call you. Red lion of the noon heat, flaming one, summer's warmth, spark of life, come. By the fire that is her spirit, send forth your flame, be here with us now. Hail, guardians of the watchtowers of the West, powers of water, we invoke you and call you. Serpent of the watery abyss, rainmaker, gray-robed twilight, evening star, come. By the waters of her living womb, send forth your flow. Be here with us now. Hail, guardians of the watchtowers of the North, powers of Earth cornerstone of all power we invoke you and call you lady of the outer darkness black bull of midnight north star center of the whirling sky stone mountain fertile field. come by the earth that is her body send forth your strength be here now The circle is cast. I now lift the veil and invite forward any who have messages of our highest and best, and highest and best only. We invite you to step forward, and we are listening. you to roll your neck relax your shoulders make sure you're released and moving Maybe wiggle your fingers and toes to bring your attention back into your physical body and when feels safe and comfortable to do so you can open your eyes Yes it just me it get really cold in here
1: I've, I've been cold. feeling like static tingling yeah I, feel- I was oh, okay. fully I feel- sweating before we started this. oh yeah and now I'm like shivery <laughs> like I still feel it like it's just like it's like somebody's sitting
0: here
2: I feel that as well I feel that on this side ooh it is cold in here
0: it got cold I don't feel cold I feel static like like there's radio waves just
1: hitting through me I guess I'm not feeling, like feeling shivery cold but it's it's a temperature difference that's what it because is because I was heated before I was like on the verge of sweat and now I'm feeling just like chill and comfortable But it is chill.
2: If anyone has words or messages for us. L. Linda, Lindsay, Lauren, Laura, like five letters starting with an L. I see you, I hear you. Just confused?
1: Yeah.
2: I'm going to go ahead and move this for a minute. Letters. Somebody wrote letters. They were not found, not delivered. of Why am I getting so many Y's? I got Lindsay. (laughs) Letters. The last. Attention. The last. This woman in a white, flowy dress, big, poofy shoulders, and like her hair's all curled up in rolls. <sighs> She's like an Emily Dickinson vibe. <sighs> Did you get a name for the girl that you talked to? hmm.
1: Started
2: with an A. Anna. Oh, there's an Anna that's so loved. Oh. planning on using that test something the test and In- like something the test and we're gonna have to come back to that I'm very yeah, intrigued.
1: Test. Yeah
2: like TEST. And that looks like the it's either test or lost oh it's lost. Yeah lost that's lost
1: it's lost
2: adventures, the lost, something like that. Okay, I want this. I forgot that I even brought you in here. Hmm. We're going to use you at the same time and just see.
1: The flame was really steady until a few moments ago. And now it's Studying again,
2: but I'm curious if it's going to have a reaction to this. Oh, I'm seeing a face, I'm seeing several faces. What would you have us know? You were outdoors when you met your your woman, right? Yes. Yeah. You were in the woods. You were in a field,
1: yeah.
2: right? Yes. Okay. Was it by water?
1: Mm-hmm. By yeah, a creek I
2: knew it. I, I got a creek.
1: I keep just feeling love. Like, yeah. that's all that keeps repeating in my head.
2: crickets.
0: Hmm. always has crickets. Yeah. Like very loud.
2: Did you get one word? Like one word that was particularly important?
1: I feel like her name Or a was sentence or something <laughs> that was It was specifically something about alcohol. Yeah. The remember. way she like died. she spelled out. Or she said yes she answered yes to a lot of questions okay
2: okay I think I'm I think I'm I think I'm dialed in it's also really interesting that these randomly just got completely tangled together which is really interesting this is a key that I got from Ritual Craft that I 100% believe belongs to a very sad woman but this shouldn't be tangling. we're gonna leave them tangled together because apparently it's important Whoa! Did you just see that?
1: Yeah. What? It shifted you know what's directions. Funny? What, I, what I when that started happening, all I I don't know if it was me saying it or somebody, but I just heard "Hello, friend." Okay.
2: Okay. Hello. Is there someone with us at this moment who wants to speak? No. Okay. You are free to go. Would anyone else like to step forward? and speak with us. Maybe, rephrase, okay. Somebody's questioning me, somebody's like, why, why, are, what, why, why are we here? Why are we here? Okay. Can we help you in any way? No. Okay. Please be at peace and do not feel s- do not feel stuck here of our volition. Okay, that one's gone. Hmm. Chuck. What's up, Chuck? This <laughs> is like a dude. It's just like a dude's dude. Hey, buddy. Hey.
1: Maybe he was my hello friend.
2: Yeah, that's so, a yeah. That's a yes. Marty Yeah. Wrote- Are you at peace? Yeah. <laughs> he's just chilling. He's
1: just hanging out. he giving
2: he give people a hard time. He gets off on like the little like the chills on the back of people's necks.
0: Was that who was touching? I that? think so.
2: Is I think so. so. There's somebody who's just like a trucker. He's, he's just, just, just like, hey. Out. Yeah. And he's just like, Ch- I'm shook. <laughs> sure. He's like, I'm, I'm shook. Sure. I
0: don't feel like that's him. No? It yeah. felt different.
2: <sighs> if you are here, and if you have any interest in stepping forward again, I would love to speak to the little boy who visits me. Can you step forward? Lucas. It's like swinging off here. Do you see that? Yeah. I'm not even like I'm not even that far off here. I wish I had dowsing. Oh my god, I wish I dowsing rods. I feel like I could ask him to point. He's in that doorway. And I feel like we would get a confirmation of that. Lucas, do you like your train?
0: I love trains. Why am I getting like an emotional reaction to that? He loves his train. I have felt like somebody's been in that door for a oh, time. Yeah, all
1: night.
2: <laughs> if you can, are you able to make a sound for us? There's candles, oh that candle's flickering. There's candles that you can play with. You can, you can touch my shoulder. Do you have something to say? Do you need to tell us something? think Lucas, and I don't mean this in a scary way at all, I don't think he was ever human.
0: I just felt uh, there was a light that went through the reflection in the mirror.
2: Oh? Alexa, turn off living room. I think now that our eyes are kind of adjusted, we can get rid of that. I'll take a right break from this
0: for
2: a second.
0: How tall is Lucas?
2: Like... Three and a half feet. Very, like, quite small, quite young. He's probably eight, maybe nine. He wears little blue overalls. At least when I see him, he's normally worn little blue overalls. He's also always been very surprised when we can see him. <laughs> Hi. See,
0: like, a shy face, like,
2: thinking. I always see somebody, especially when I'm sitting where you are, I always see a little boy's face poke around the corner and watch me when I'm watching TV. Mm. Never scares me. Never scares me. Which normally something like that would scare me, but I. Very sweet. He looked up when I when I saw him when I was sleeping, very thrown off by the fact that I could see him and told me just to go back to sleep. Everything's fine, and I've always thought that that's kind of, he's more he's very protective. We also have a microphone over here that's sitting right on this table. There's a little red dot. If you have something you want to try and say into the microphone, I will be looking at that later and I can see if we caught anything. Can you use our smoke to show us where you are? It's <laughs> leaning over there. Yeah, it is. Okay. Lucas, you can stay with us. Is there anyone with you who wants to step forward as well? What is your name? Keep this moving a little bit. What is your name? You don't trust me. That's okay. I come with nothing but love. Nothing but hope. I just wish to assist if I can help move you on in any way. Yes.
0: doesn't say that crazy change direction.
2: Yeah, yes. Can I help you move on? Again. Can I help you move on? I'm not even looking You don't know you need to be moved on do you?
1: Mm-mm.
2: Yeah All right, what are you, are you looking for your family? That's what I just got mm-hmm.
1: I keep yeah, thoughts.
2: it's, there's so much confusion. And I do think it has partly to do with this building, because I feel like this building has been oh, here forever. Yeah. Days. And a lot of, it's a lot of studios, it's a lot of individuals' energies, and I think a lot of stuff gets dragged here. Yes. Okay, I want to change gears. Well, how do I want to, what do you want me to do? Is there a tool that I'm not thinking of? Yes, there is. It's right next to me. Mm -hmm. I have a tarot deck in front of me. Can you help me use these images to know... something about you? We're going to have a jumper. I just got... Hi,
1: I heard you. I did too.
2: Can you do that again? I need to stop this. Yeah, I I just got it. back.
1: Welcome back friends.
2: What an interesting journey.
1: It was very interesting.
0: So I feel like first of all we should probably throw in a disclaimer here that shortly after our opening session, ooh, I don't know if yeah. you all heard that. Yeah I did too. <laughs> um, shortly after opening session as we got into this we just got the feeling that we needed to turn the recording off. I'm sure some of you, that might be kind of frustrating, but it felt like whoever was here was with us just did not feel
1: comfortable in this space. Yeah. There was a lot of mistrust of what we were doing initially. I would agree. And I think while our intentions were not to make anyone feel that way, the presence of the microphone just presented that emotional blockage. Yeah.
0: Well, if I think about it from, like my own perspective, if I was somebody that was wanting to come through to a group of strangers that yeah. have are now able to hear me when I probably haven't been heard from in a long time. And then you have these devices here
2: I did that yeah, feels weird. Yeah, I did get the sense at one point that somebody felt like they were a freak show. Yeah. And that was when I got the gut instinct that was like, Okay, we need to turn it turn off Turn it off. I hope that we had some good audio bites of kind of creating our sacred space and in invoking and welcoming but
1: there was a sincere heaviness with a lot, there were a few moments of levity with people who jumped in Um, but I think with the people we were initially trying to speak to or hear from more vocally there was a definite just sense of of fear on their end
2: agreed Agreed. I also felt that, um, so there were a couple entities that we felt came through quite strongly, one of which is not a surprise to me, (laughs) uh, and that's a young boy that has always kind of appeared to me at the foot of my bed, um, in that interesting, he always meets me in that portal between waking and sleeping, very specific eight or nine year old young boy who is always playing at the foot of my bed with a wooden train, and we definitely feel that he came through. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I received a name for him. We, we heard Lucas on the spirit box and just kind of internally. And that feels correct to me to identify him. So that was one. Is that, this
0: the first time that his like name has come through to yeah. you? Yeah. No, Would he's
2: never know? named himself to me. Um, I also have this really intriguing feeling that he never existed In human form. And I don't mean that to say a lot of people would take that and leap to some sort of demonic or something like that. I don't mean that at all. What I mean is that I do kind of feel that he is a protector of mine. There's a deep sense of protection and love. Yeah. And when we were able to release him I think he was went straight back to playing. That was the sense I got. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I would agree. His presence was very... Was very light, but also in a way that felt more of protection. Yes. And not necessarily of youth, if that makes sense. Yes.
2: Yeah. No, I completely understand that.
1: I think he delights in how he exists.
2: Yeah. I think it's worth mentioning here, too, and this is not specifically with regards to the seance that we just did, but I think anybody who's ever done a seance or tried to channel... There's an insane exhaustion that yeah, follows I'm very that, tired. and yeah, yeah, I think I feel we all super are, um, and that's normal. I, I I also will say that a psychic hangover is a very real thing as well. Yeah. So to anyone out there who has ever experienced a seance or is interested or anything, I even have this sometimes when I do too many tarot clients in yeah. one period of time. Yeah. Where you wake up the next day and you do kind of feel like you were just out drinking, mm-hmm. just in terms of the way it feels in your body. I, I, It's muscles that we're not used to using. Yeah. So for anyone out there who's interested in seance, I think it's important to know that, like, you will most likely walk away feeling very tired or physically different in some way, Mm -hmm. and it's often because you're using muscles and intuition and using the body in a way that, as a culture, we have forgotten how to do. Mm -hmm. Right. And I just... I think it's important. I think it's an important part of this uh, is also... care for self after. And I think drinking a good amount of water, trying to get a good night's sleep. I think mantras for the next 24 hours are important. Always remind yourself that nothing that's not of my highest and best is welcome to my space and my aura. Uh, Which is part of a seance is you invite and then you dismiss. Mm -hmm. And you clear. Yeah. (laughs) I have a sense that we also have a lot to unpack and to think about. We did some EVP recording on the side that I'm excited to review and see if we captured anything meaningful or. Um...
1: Yeah,
0: and for people who are not familiar with the paranormal world, <laughs> EVP stands for electronic voice phenomena. Yes. So it's it's essentially a voice recording. Um, it's a tool that uh, spirit can use to communicate as well.
2: Yeah. And there's some specific recorders that you'll often see on, like, paranormal television. <laughs> and the only reason that a lot of people use that same one is because it is it is a little bit of a dated recorder. So if you were to pick up something that's, like, electrostatic, it'll show up a little bit clearer than some of the more Mom. current, the, uh, re, like, a, a recorder or a microphone like what we have right now, which is very detailed and kind of picking up good quality, I think one of the keys is to have something that kind of will pick up, like, static and crackles because that's often where the voices will be hidden is mm-hmm. in those, like, <sighs> moments.
1: Yeah, I'm curious, Shale, how much you feel comfortable sharing just as far as, like, initial coming down emotions. You mentioned prior to us recording that there were moments where you did feel afraid and that was something you weren't expecting. mm mm-hmm. I'm actually...
0: So anything that I felt, I didn't really feel a whole lot of emotion, I'll say, where I feel like that came from, for both of you, was a lot more emotional. I felt a lot of physical, like it felt like, you know, like that tingly feeling of like static electricity or, you know. Like
1: your foot falling asleep. Exactly. Like the
0: tinglyness. I felt that a lot. But I was actually very surprised for myself as somebody who's very interested in the paranormal how much fear I felt throughout this process of like any time a voice would come through, I'd jump yeah. or just feeling very tense or like when we were holding hands, I felt myself hold. I was like, I'm squeezing their hands really <laughs> hard.
2: Yeah, no, I,
0: but, um, I did see like, uh, when we were talking about, and it, it's not, this is hard for me to describe, but it wouldn't be something super clear or it would be kind of in my peripheral vision, but as we talked to Lucas initially and he was invited into the room, I saw his face pop around the corner. Mm-hmm. Or I saw definite lights coming through. We have a mirror in here. I would definitely see the mirror and a, a light reflected as we there would pass by. Yeah, I would agree sure. with that too. Um, but yeah, most, most of my feelings were more physical. I, I still think I'm working through a lot of being told that paranormal is automatically demonic. And yeah. It's scary, um, yeah. So It is. It's, and I haven't gotten to experience this space a whole
1: lot. Well, and I so. think it's worth noting, so we used a form of a spirit box at times, and those sounds, especially if it's the first time you've heard one, right. can be very alarming. Yeah. A lot of it feels very guttural, and... It's people talking over each other. Um, At one point, you know, we asked how many beings were with us and we got five very clear. But then they all kind of jumble and they're bigger personalities in any situation, right? Than others who are monopolizing the conversation or preventing other people from coming through. And and I think that experience initially is probably very jarring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just auditorially.
0: Yeah, there was definitely a few times where it sounded like a, or like a, a harsh sound. Like, I didn't like the whispers, and I know that for some, that's very much like an energy thing. Like, it it takes a lot of energy to even whisper, where some entities were a lot stronger, and they would yell, or something like that, but... And I think that's just me deconstructing a lot of horror movies. I'm totally. A horror yeah, no, junkie. totally. <laughs> totally. But yeah, anytime that that would come through, I'd get this sense of, ooh, that I, I don't know if I loved that. And so um, it does make me wonder, like we had entities that were feeling a little mistrusting and I was trying to be like, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah. You know, but I'm almost wondering if they felt that energy for me too, where I'm like, I don't know if I'm fully I'm here yet, nervous. you know.
1: Yeah. And I feel, um, it's funny because myself... As somebody who normally is, like, extra, I'm... I don't I think it's you. I honestly do. Um, why I'm so nonplussed. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm also, like, closer in
0: proximity to... Like Yeah, you're by the door. Jeremy yeah. has a stairwell, or not a stairwell, but an entryway here Yeah, that's connected to a bathroom that I've been feeling something she there appears, all night. I feel
1: something by being in the
0: bathroom a little bit stronger than I did, too. And, and, think, and I've always been something that's a little, like, I've never really seen stuff a whole lot. I mean, we've talked about this in the podcast before, yeah. my experiences, but I definitely feel energies, and yeah. I felt something there from the minute I've walked in, and, like... I think I'm farther away from Jeremy, so... Yeah,
2: no, I think that's... I think well, that's I'm in the middle, very too, which fair... is a place I love to be. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. I, and there were several times where, like, I felt had like, move away from me, and I was, like, scooting closer. Yeah. I feel alone out here.
1: <laughs> no, that's very fair. And I think um, I was listening so hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I felt like all of my energy was so focused on listening for that specific female voice. Yeah. That right. we, we felt there was a presence... Who was there who was maybe not speaking English
2: I think that was a, a, a big, big part of it as well
1: see it's interesting you say that because I don't feel like I was like
0: depending on auditory anything I was feeling like overwhelmed sense, energy. energy I definitely yeah. think I'm more of like a clairsentient type, yeah where I, I I felt surrounded in here and I think that was a little overwhelming for me
1: yeah if does that make sense at all absolutely <laughs> absolutely And I, like, words are my thing. Well, and I think that's why, like, when sounds would come
0: through, it would be so much more jarring because I wasn't You were already feeling things? Yeah. Well, I was feeling things, but I wasn't as focused on the sound. I wasn't, like, tuned into that. So when something would come through and be like, rah, I'd be like,
1: shit. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And I think I was so, yeah, I was so hyper-focused. My eyes were closed for a lot of it unless you were lighting fresh smoke and then I was watching smoke. Yeah. But I was really straining to hear that specific voice. And I think that's probably why I have a headache now. See, and I think the
0: empath empath in me got very uncomfortable because there was a moment of tension.
1: Yeah, yeah. a solid moment of tension.
0: The woman that Cheyenne was describing was trying to speak and there was a more dominant male presence that was not allowing her to. Yeah. And it caused this moment of tension and I got super uncomfortable in it. And I think I was feeling that tension. I think I was feeling her fear for Distress you. Distress over it, yeah. Yeah, and so... No, I definitely. That's where I think some of the fear really started, kind of bubbling up. Where I'm like, this is not an uncomfortable, this is not a comfortable situation. There's, there's something that could happen here, and I kept hearing you say like, nothing can harm me. I'm a being of the earth. Yeah. And I believe that wholeheartedly, yeah. but I just kept feeling her fear for you. Yeah,
2: it's something. This is a really good place also to throw in another, don't don't attempt at home caveat. Yeah. Only because there are moments in time where somebody will come forward in an attempt to speak and they will be followed by something with an attempt to keep them silent. Yeah. And I think it's important to be aware of that possibility, A. B, who you're with or who is potentially leading if there's somebody leading your seance. Because there are times where as a medium it is your job or, or it's a, a gift, but it's a job to also... Put the shoe down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was definitely a moment in time where I needed to remove somebody from the room. Um, Not that we were in any... What's the word? Um, Not intimate. Any immediate... Danger. Not that we were in any immediate danger as a group... But there was somebody who was attempting to be more dominant and to control the narrative. Mm -hmm. um, And they did need to be sent from the room. And it's just important that if you're having a seance that you have somebody in the room who feels comfortable to do that. Saying no. Exactly. Consent
1: matters in the spiritual world. It does. It (laughs) does.
2: And also entities and beings and spirits and whatever you would like to call them or group them under are... Words have magic. Words are powerful and if you inform something that they are not able to keep to enter your space or to to touch you or to to bother you, they are obligated to listen. They have to. And some are more powerful than others, and some will give you a little more pushback, and this particular one was definitely giving me a run for my money, and I had a little bit of a spiritual standoff for a second. Again, not that I felt any in any immediate danger. I just did not feel that they were welcome here. Mm-hmm, yeah. I did not feel like...
1: They weren't helping. Yeah,
2: they were, they were... I still feel that whoever this woman was, whether she was exactly the woman you connected with in the past or not, was being silenced by... I, I feel that whatever happened to her was a cover-up, Mm -hmm. and that it's not being spoken about and still has not been spoken about. I also felt that she did not speak English. I felt a very guttural, lots of consonants kind of language. Uh, To me, the only reference that I have that I feel like it could potentially be some sort of indigenous language, but I also could be trying to make connections where they're not, Mm -hmm. which is totally okay to have that conversation of I'm trying to put these pieces together. I don't know if that's actually true and letting that sit with you and marinate with you and kind of revisit this and talk about it and see what your actual takeaway is. I have this strange sense that just came to me recently also that our combined energy, I don't think this, first, this seance is our last. Agreed. Nor do I feel that not every seance you're going to walk away with a book full of experiences and things you've learned. It. It takes time, and right. it takes. Um, this is our first time as like a little mini coven working together, and I also have this sense that like we're continuing to learn how our energy is going to work together. Yeah. So Absolutely. I feel like in the future, if we were to do another one of these, and I'm not throwing away by any means what we gain no. from this, right? Not at all. But I think as we continue to go forward and find. What forms of tools work best?
0: I mean, this was like our blind date. Yeah, exactly. We (laughs) kind of went
2: into this with no real, no real, well, we had a plan, but no real expectation or
1: motive. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think we were just open to whatever happened, happened. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I think that continuing to get to know each other and I think there's more here. I guess that's what I I think there's more for us here than just our journey today.
0: I would agree. So I will say that, and I don't know if you feel the same way, Cheyenne, but I will say that I don't think the woman who was on the spirit box was the same one that we communicated with initially. I do feel like she came through as the woman that said, the way I died was misunderstood. I 100% yeah. feel like that was her. And the reason I feel that way is because, as we mentioned in our in our episode she was somebody who died of alcohol use, but that can be something that is very judged and very looked down upon. Sure. Um,
1: it also but what, she, could what people
0: have, don't understand was her pain, right? Yeah.
1: I think there's some ways to interpret that too, just when I've thought about her over the years of alcohol being a contributing factor to her death, but mm-hmm. not necessarily her use of it. Interesting the cause. Interesting. Interesting. E- elaborate on that more. I'm curious. I've always felt a little bit, at least more recently when I've been reflecting on this. It's use by somebody contributed ah. to her death. Interesting. But that it wasn't necessarily her, her fault. Use. I could
0: I could or understand like that.
1: poison it, you know, mm-hmm. like or like alcoholism specifically as a disease, whether that's somebody who did have a problem was the contributing factor whether that was accidental yeah right you know, i think there are some interesting nuances there especially with how i mean we communicated with her eight, ten years ago oh no it was yeah it was Not, like 12, 12 years, years ago, ago yeah. you know um, and we had no idea what we were and doing and we have, you know we got these little snippets and these small things and we asked a lot of yes no questions and it's just interesting to think back on that experience to, and, and kind of think about how, just how many gray areas lie within such simple answers as alcohol, you know? Yeah.
0: Like, well, and I think when, when we first spoke to her, it's interesting you say that now, because when we first spoke to her, when, when I heard alcohol, it seemed like a prolonged thing, which if that's the case, how do you die of it accidentally? But how many of us ...have done that where maybe you just had way too much that night. Yeah. And back in the time when she lived, you obviously don't have ways to deal with... Or how it was made or what was in it. Yeah. You know, So that makes a lot of sense. And if somebody were to come upon you as having drank way too much, they could be very judgmental of how you died when it could have not been intentional. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It is interesting. We did have some moments of levity that I think are important to note. Yes, can we please talk about Chuck? Uh, we'll talk about Chuck. <laughs> oh my Chuck. god, Chuck. We had a very man's man bro bro. Surfer dude California. Dude pop yeah. in.
0: Who was Which just chilling. So interesting because when there was that real moment of tension,
1: there was a very cl- clear like, dude. Dude. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Back off, bro. He's <laughs> like, chill the fuck out. It's fine. <laughs> Everyone's vibing. Um, he was very funny, and he came through clearly a few times and didn't really have anything specific to say. I think my yeah. favorite thing was when you said, like, I think you asked, is there anyone here that wants to say anything? You just got this, like, bro what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was just kind of along for the ride. He was passing through. He was probably on his way somewhere and was like, what are you guys up to? Um, but there were a few moments, and then very distinctly when we were listening through the spirit box, moments that were absolutely him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That kind of broke through yeah. that tension. I feel like his presence was also very protective in a different kind of way. Yeah, um, and in that like court jester, that comic relief, that like it's all fine. Like yeah. we're all gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah. So it's it's very interesting. Um, there were definitely moments of like candle flames. Going from, yeah, yeah. very still to very active.
2: Very abrupt changes of direction when I was working with the pendulum, which I did use for a couple periods of our seance. Yeah. Um, Jumping cards. Yeah.
1: Jumping cards. Jumping cards.
2: We had some, we worked with some cards for a little bit.
1: Our cards really corroborated. I mean, we had a little message from Lucas at the beginning because I think he was also I mean, maybe setting safe space for the other people who were here as well to be like, you can talk to these people. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I'll show you look Yeah. (laughs) like this is how you do it. But a lot of what I felt just emotionally and in my body was just a sincere heaviness and sadness and not in a particularly melodramatic despairing way. Right. It was fairly resolute, I think, and almost accepting of this is the reality yeah. and it's just sad.
2: I think there was we talked about this a little bit earlier, but I definitely felt like there was some lost lost beings and some confusion, especially the ones that I felt like came in and came, came in out and really came quickly, out. Like, what you especially doing? at the beginning. Um, which is common. I often feel like I, I run into quite a few that are just confused about being here, and they struggle to speak on it because they don't know how they got here.
1: Right. right. Or why they were called.
2: Exactly. Or why why whatever we asked for brought them to us. But I'm going to be excited to also see what sitting with this experience does for all of us. Yeah. In terms of what kind of... I have a feeling that other... That things that may not have felt important in the moment may come back to mind. Right. Kind um, of spending some time with it.
1: And we may come together in a week and record another 15 minutes of this. Yeah. Um, you know, who knows what that, what that looks like or what we feel in dreams tonight. Yeah. Or how... You know, we might sleep completely like the dead and, like, wake up with no, you know, no nothing. (laughs) Um, But it is just, it's really interesting to sit and process in the moment, too, because it felt like a very equally endless amount of time. And it also felt like it ended very quickly. Yeah. It did. Like, when, when we got to the point of even talking about closing the circle, I was like, we've been here, like, five minutes. Yeah. But we really... But weren't. Yeah. And we were, it were like, in it for a about an full hour. hour.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and it's just interesting, your perception of time and those kind of moments, too. Yeah. And I guess I'm, I'm curious to see how we continue to unpack this. Yeah.
2: Um, and walk away from the... Walk away from this experience...
1: Because I do feel very hungover.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah,
0: I felt, I felt like, nauseous from the beginning. Not, like, an overwhelming, but sure. just enough, like, you know, like that tingling yeah. tummy feeling where you're like, a ginger ale would really
1: help. Yeah. yeah. Some bubbles would be nice yeah. right now. But, yeah, I, I do think there were lessons there that I can't quite put words to yet. Um, or just moments or feelings that I don't quite know how to describe. Yeah. And there were a lot of moments where I felt like if, like if this building had been on fire, I would not have been able to stand up Yeah. and move. Like I felt so concrete heavy and I don't know if that's a credit to our grounding at the beginning, if I was just very solid in where we were. But I feel like a lot of it was just that overwhelming sadness and feeling stuck quite physically. Not in a scary or alarming way, but just in a, like, you need to feel this, yeah, and I can't move.
2: I feel exhausted, which is very normal, especially yeah. for if you've ever led a seance, or because in, in essence you're using your energy to facilitate uh, that experience which is another really great place to to teach a little a little bit about mediumship to baby witches before before we we go today is always remember whenever you do an act like this or do divination work or anything always remember to pull your energy from the earth because it's very easy to pull your energy from yourself and mm-hmm. forget about forget about yeah as a conduit for this kind of work, you have access to the energy all around you. You have access to pull energy from your grounding if you use like visual like grounding cords or that kind of thing, because otherwise it's very easy to pull from your personal energy and then you feel very, very empty yeah. on the other side. So I would encourage anybody who's new to divination work always remember to pull energy from around you and not pull from your own, uh, your well, your own resources where you can because it'll help support you and help you feel a little less drained the reality is you'll probably feel pretty drained afterwards especially if it's a new experience I haven't done a science on a little bit so I'm definitely anticipating a little bit of like a whoo tomorrow yeah um, I think we all will yeah but I encourage anybody who's attempting divination work or trying to contact or channel always remember to pull energy from everything around you
0: Well, what's so interesting is you say about like flexing muscles or using muscles that we're not used to using, but I think what also is draining about this is that you're literally dependent on all of your senses all at once. Like you're trying to smell, you're trying to taste, you're trying to hear and
1: see and everything all at once. Yeah, it's a full body experience and you have to be fully present. Um, And that's not always easy there. I mean, I feel like personally, for me just knowing how my brain squirrels in <laughs> moments of you know meditation, I, I really focused on the presence and yeah. I think that's really important too. And I think that becomes easier the more you do this type of thing or even the more you work like, let's say just on a small level with your own ancestors right yeah. The more you get comfortable talking to people who aren't here in whatever way that looks for you. I think that helps open, I guess, just your heart to whatever's coming and whatever's happening around you. But um, I feel like that helps remove some of those energy blocks or those mental blocks that pop in too of like, oh, that was a scary moment or, oh, I felt a noise. Or, you know, you come back into your, your head space and out of your body when things kind of jar you like that, especially when you're used to Or not used to, but when we're surrounded by all of these, you know, pop culture horror phenomenons or, you know, all these social media expectations or what have you of what's supposed to happen. And I think a lot of it, yeah, a lot of it is just getting in your own way in your brain.
2: And some people struggle with the self-doubt aspect of what's something that I'm getting and what's things that I'm making up. And here's a hot, like hot tip, hot take the reality is you are still working with the same muscles that your imagination uses yeah and there's nothing wrong with some things coming through that you verbalize and just say this is what i got if it doesn't land it doesn't resonate that's it's the same muscles not everything is going to be perfectly channeled all the time that's the other key is just like opening up opening your mouth saying like this is what i'm getting this is what i'm seeing
0: um, like letting it flow. Yeah,
2: because sometimes that will be um, the thread that you'll pull on that'll take you to something that's real. But a lot of people, I think, um, will beat themselves up like, oh, I feel like I'm making all this stuff up. I feel like right. I'm making all this. The reality is it comes through the same filter. Yeah. And using your the muscle that is the imagination is the same muscle that is being influenced by energy when it comes to mediumship. It mm. is. I, I think it is. I think it's the same... Processes and not every single one is going to land in your imagination exactly how it's meant to. We are still human vessels. We are still imperfect vessels for this information. And all we can do is just continue to be present in that moment and yeah. say what we hear, say what we feel. And nine times out of ten... Once you get, especially when you start a séance, you just have to like just start doing it, start talking, start saying, start whatever, and then eventually you will land upon what feels like truth. Mm -hmm. And I find that very often we will we landed upon the threads that felt like truth, yeah, in the midst of our séance. And there are other things that came in and came out and didn't land exactly where they were meant to, but eventually you come upon the piece that was being placed inside.
1: Right. And not everything's going to be relevant. Um, Right. You can't expect to get big, profound messages from all of your deceased loved ones every time you're opening the veil. Right. (laughs) Right. You know, I think a lot of our human expectation is what prevents the actual interpretation of what's coming through. Like, it's less important who is giving you the message and it's more important that you just listen to what they have to say. And sometimes... It's not always about us, right? It's so easy to center ourselves Mm -hmm. and our human experience, but like going into this with very little actual expectation of who we were going to speak to or who was going to come through I think is a good example of that because the people who came through are the people who came through and they either wanted to interact with us or they didn't and that was fine. You know, and and not everybody is going to have some earth-shattering revelation, um, but sometimes just communication and connection helps on both ends, whether you realize how deep that goes or not. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think that's the exact thing that I'm going to have to learn as we continue into this to allow myself to trust, because I almost feel like that's where when I think of like reflect on where the fear was coming from it was that unknowing of who anybody could come through I won't know necessarily who they are and me being okay with being like okay they're if they're coming through it's likely for potentially a reason not necessarily always but what can I learn from this versus being like "Uh, I I don't I'm not like I'm so introverted and I think that's coming through in this too yeah Yeah. it's like I don't
1: you're not in my bubble yet you know (laughs) yeah that's fair That is actually an interesting juxtaposition, too, just thinking about, um, like, moments when I felt verbalizing, usually when I was verbalizing something, I was affirming somebody's, like, greeting or presence, and it was like a, you're welcome here, like, hello, friend, we see you, come in, let's talk, Mm -hmm. and that's, like, and that's my personality nature, right? I'm like, oh, no, come, like, (laughs) let's do this, let's be best friends right now. Yeah, where I'm I'm definitely got that, like, cancer shell. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And see, and I'm like, no, I'm going to adore you until you give me a reason not to. But my baseline level is, like, golden retriever (laughs) dedication. Like, (laughs) I love you. We're in this um, until we're not. And, yeah, it it is interesting. Um, But I loved that. Yeah, I'm so
2: grateful to have had this experience. Yeah. Uh, And I'm excited for more in the future and to see what continuing to work together will will do because I do believe that seance among known people uh deepens the level of which you can lock together yeah so I'm excited to to continue but thank you so much again for allowing me to be a, bar- a part of this and a part of this kind of full circle moment for all of us yeah
1: it was meant to be it
2: was meant to be it was
0: and thank you for inviting us into your home of course course. and, and conducting this for us i think this is a transformational point in time i do um not just for the podcast but for our spiritual growth in general i think this is the start of a long and beautiful friendship and i'm very excited for that yeah um and to shift gears a little bit uh Cheyenne and myself are not the only podcasters here in the room. Yes. And as a matter of fact, we did kind of a two-for-one today in that Jeremy also has a podcast. I am not sure if it'll be released at the same time as this episode. It'll be very soon. It'll be very close to anything. Um, So keep an eye on our Instagram. But his podcast is aptly named uh, When Walls Can Talk. And so we did a little bit of diving into a very... Popular and well known area here in Denver, so be on the lookout for that and definitely go give him some love because his podcast is going to be amazing and we are
1: his debut guests on the show. So it's such be an so honor. Ex- I'm so and excited. honestly, I want to steal the audio because it was such a good episode, it was so it was, much fun, it was phenomenal. Yeah, definitely and
2: come check it out. I'm excited. Yeah, the story that a lot of people know, really, some people know. The basics, the whispers. but a lot, of people, yeah, it's a lot of people don't know the depths of which it really goes. So if you want to spend some time in some Colorado paranormal tales, definitely come check out season one. Yes. And it's going to be a good time. And okay. Jeremy's
0: podcast is so, like your intention behind it is so well done. And you. you have a ton of research and goodwill put into it. And I think it's the start of something very beautiful. And on that note, in addition to your podcast, where else can people find you? Yeah. How can we make sure that everyone, our uh, Roseance crew. <laughs> comes I love it. You some love.
2: On Instagram, I am at when walls can talk with underscores for spaces. You can check me out at Um Those are the two best places to reach me at the moment, but I'm sure we'll be adding more social media to our journey as we go. But that's the best place to catch me for now. Definitely reach out on Instagram if you're interested in tarot readings or anything of that nature. And i yeah, I would just love to support and help out in any way I can.
1: Mm, thank you so much for thank this. Thank you. Okay, friends. So, one final note What is our and slip? Oh my gosh. For I was sitting here
0: thinking about that the whole time, where I'm just like, wow, there was a lot to unpack. How do we even find a and slip in all of this? I. You know what's coming to me, yeah. And um, Beth, if you're listening, you'll appreciate this. But I think what really, <clears throat> what really helped us today was the groundedness. Yeah. And finding that grounding. Um, so if it's all right, I think our perwitch and slip should be that it's okay to find grounding. We live in a very, very busy world, and it's okay to have that foundation. As a matter of fact, we recommend it. And that by taking the time to build that foundation, it's only going to benefit you in your journey for the long run.
1: Yeah. And not just in moments of ritual or sacred space, but in taking a few moments when you wake up before you reach for your phone to just be awake and alive and grateful for your presence on this earth, I think um, has a lot more power than we give it credit for. Those emails can wait. They'll still be there at 8.30. Yep. Cheers, witches. Cheers
0: to that. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks. If you're having a witching good time, we hope you'll help us to grow this little coven. You all know it's us against AI in this algorithm e algorithm world, so please help us out please like, rate, and subscribe anywhere you're listening to us. Also, we want to connect with our spooky, Marg-loving friends out there, so please like and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Links for those profiles will be in the show notes. And hey, be sure to tell us what you're drinking tonight. We love you all so much, witches. Cheers.